Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The NBA, the league that never stops because we had some interesting news today coming from our main man, Sham Sharanya, as he reported just in developing the NBA teams around the league are interested on the availability of two-time All-Star Zach Levine as Levine and the Bulls are looking to maybe move on from each other and move towards a trade here during the regular season. I am Nick Roloff. This is NBA Now of Chat Sports. And make sure you subscribe as we dive into everything surrounding Zach Levine and the potential trade destinations around the league because any rumors, any trade news, we are going to have you guys covered. Hit that sub button. Join the channel here at Chat Sports. All right, but let's dive in to Zach Levine, the two-time All-Star, the former UCLA Bruin, and Minnesota Timberwolves, and now Chicago Bull, he has had a really rough start to the season. And it's not just a personal thing either, because the Chicago Bulls are an absolute disaster in the bottom of that Eastern Conference. Levine, Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan is just not getting the job done. And when you look at what Levine has done in 2023, this is not what we're used to seeing from Levine. I mean, in 35 minutes a game, he's averaging 22 points a night on horrific efficiency. 40.9% from the field. Come on, Zach, you're better than that. But the thing that really is concerning to me is that three-point percentage. 30.9? Really? What happened? Did he lose all of his shooting overnight? Because over the past four seasons for Chicago, where he has been a two-time All-Star, we're accustomed to seeing Really good efficiency. He's consistently averaged in Chicago 24-plus points per game while shooting 47% for field at bare minimum. And the thing that is really concerning to me is that three-point number that I just mentioned because over the past four seasons coming into the year, 38, 42, 39, 37 and a half, those are an elite efficiency numbers from beyond the arc. He's been one of the best three-point shooters on volume and efficiency over the past Four seasons. So what happened? How did it jump down to 30.9%? Because you just don't lose talent. And it's not like Levine is a cooked product. Dude is 28 years old. I don't understand how his efficiency has taken such a steady decline. And it kind of just brings to me that a change of scenery might be needed for Levine and for the Bulls because something is clearly not working. And since the Bulls are so mid and aren't competing, I think it might be time, and there's been some chatter around the NBA circles, especially in Chicago, that from a month from now, this Bulls roster will not look like it is right now. You could potentially see Levine, DeRozan, and maybe Alex Caruso on the move, but if Levine is moved, it's going to take some finagling, if that's even a word, because this contract is not easily movable. I mean, this season he slotted 
to make $40.1 million. These are all guaranteed, by the way, so he is going to get this money from someone. 43 next year, 45.9 in 25-26. And in 26-27, the final year of that five-year $216 million contract extension he signed, it's a $48.9 million player option. And you can bet your bottom dollars that Levine's going to opt into that deal because when he's 31 years old and he's going to have the chance to make $49 million, He's definitely going to take it, and then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2027. But let me know, since Levine is rumored to get traded, where do you want Zach Levine to get traded to? Not where do you think, where do you want. It's today's pinned comment. I pinned it, so I really want to know what you guys have to say. So if the ad break comes, let it play and answer it for me in the comment section. All right, let's talk about some destinations for Zach Levine. And the first team that comes to mind is the Miami Heat. And this should surprise no one because they have been rumored to trade for Zach Levine what it feels like the past three seasons. And if you just looked at the odds of Zach Levine's next team, if moved off of the Chicago Bulls roster, the Heat have led the way almost every single time Levine's name comes up in trade discussions. And if you look at Bovada's Levine next team odds from just a week ago, the Heat do lead the pack at plus 260. Teams like the Nets, the Knicks, the Hawks, which I don't understand, and the Mavericks, which I also don't understand, is on this list. I'll tell you what, a little sneak peek, two of the teams on this list of five are actually on my trade destinations list. I'll let you figure out who it is, and it'll come up in a second. But the main question with Levine and Miami is what do the Heat do with Tyler Hero? He suffered a sprained ankle against the Grizzlies last week. He's likely out two to three weeks, and that's at best case scenario. So he's probably targeting a return mid-December, late December. And with that injury, do the Heat go out and trade for Levine, the talented scorer in Chicago? But the thing is, are you trading Hero for Levine? Because I don't think you are, because when you think about Levine's trade value, does he really earn what Hero can provide at 23 years old as a scorer? But if the Heat keep Tyler Hero, does a Levine and Hero backcourt work? I don't think it does, because it's two players that need the ball in their hands to score, and they both don't play that good of defense. That fit doesn't work, in my opinion. So if the Heat aren't willing to send Hero, which I don't think they will be, I don't know if that trade will happen because the fit doesn't work in the backcourt plus salary. It seems like a headache for the Heat. I don't see a Levine trade to Miami working out, but they will continue to have the best odds. A team that intrigues me a lot is the Oklahoma City Thunder because they are brewing something special down in OKC with Shea Gilgis, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, and a bunch of other guys like Lou Dort. I'd love to see Levine in OKC. The biggest need for the Thunder is a second scoring option next to SGA. The guy is averaging 32 a night, dropping off seven boards and seven dimes as well. But the problem with the Thunder is when it comes crunch time, it comes to playoff time, when the defense tightens up, who is going to relieve the stress of the offense for SGA? J-Dub doesn't get buckets as of now. Giddy is good, but do you really trust him in isolation situations? He's a good playmaker. I don't know about a score. You got Chet coming along, but they need someone in the backcourt that could handle the rock and get 
their own bucket in isolation settings so SGA doesn't have to have a 35 plus percent usage rate in the biggest moments. I think Levine would be a really good fit in OKC. The question is, what would they have to give up? Because they don't have a lot of guys on big contracts outside of SGA. So my like quick spitball in here, I did it with producer Coop before we filmed, you'd probably have to send um, Lou Dort, Davis Bertans, and then Michich, this European guy they signed just to match salary. And then from the bull side, though, is that even worth trading Levine for? It's an interesting conversation to have surrounding Levine and the Thunder. Before we move on to the next three teams on my destinations list, I got to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, which is Prize Picks, the best daily fantasy sports app slash platform in the business. And if you go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS, you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. You don't see any other daily fantasy sports app giving you that deal. And I'm taking advantage of it with some picks for tonight's slate inside the NBA. I have taken a little bit of a look at that Hornets heat matchup, taking more than Bam at a bio, 23 and a half points. He's been cooking lately. Less than LaMelo Ball, 26 and a half points. And then less than on Chet Holmgren's 15 and a half points. He's playing Victor Wembenyama. Fascinating matchup between those two. I think Wemby wins round one, but also some positives of prize picks, which makes it the best. Well, they actually have something called an insurance reboot policy, which means if your player that you picked and in your selections gets hurt in the first quarter or first half, excuse me, you will actually not lose because of that. They will take him out of your lineup, and then you will be able to move forward with your other selections. No other daily fantasy sports platform does that, which is why I love prize picks. And you can get that first deposit match up to $100 when you go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS. The link and promo code is in the comments and description. I wanted to make sure you guys have that easily accessible. Go check out prize picks today. Number three on my Zach Levine destination list is the New York Knicks. And they have also been a team linked to Zach Levine in the past. And when you think of their biggest team need, it is scoring on the perimeter. R.J. Barrett has come along nicely early in this 23-24 season. Julius Randle has taken a step back. But when you looked at the Knicks in the postseason last year, it was abundantly clear that they need another scorer outside of Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. Knicks fans were hoping R.J. Barrett was going to take that leap, and maybe he does. But when you think about what the Knicks trio has done in this part of the season... It hasn't been that great. Randall has been horrific. R.J. Barrett and Brunson are leading the way for the Knicks. But my thing is, with Randall at the four, he doesn't play winning basketball. How about this idea? You trade Julius Randall to the Bulls because the salaries will be close there. You offer one or two picks. The Knicks have a lot of first-round picks they can get rid of and expend. I mean, they're very expendable in New York. So maybe Randall a couple first for Zach Levine and your backcourt is now Brunson Levine with RJ at the three. And then you maybe use some more of those other picks to trade for a power forward to start next to Mitchell Robinson. And then you have Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes coming off the bench. Maybe move Josh Hart into that starting lineup at the three. It's a very, in, or at the four, excuse me. Very intriguing situation for New York. I actually really like the fit for Levine in the Big Apple, and that's why I want to know what you guys have to say. Should the Knicks trade for Levine? There was rumors about them almost doing it last trade deadline. Should they do it this season? Type Y for yes, type N for no. Let me know in the comments section. 
Number four on the list, a team that's already made a trade in this early part of the NBA season, the Philadelphia 76ers. They already moved on from James Harden, moved him to the Clippers, which, by the way, they have been bad since acquiring Harden 0 for 4 in that four-game stretch. But should Philly go all in? Harden's out. They have an 8-1 record. So is it just good to let things play out the way they have over the past nine games to start the year and let your star duo of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey cook? I mean, Embiid and Maxey have been absolutely terrific, and they've been the best duo in the NBA through 10 games. I mean, 8-1, they've got the best record in the NBA. They also are averaging about 50, or excuse me, 60 points a game as a duo. But the thing that is incredible about this duo is the efficiency. Both are shooting 50.5% shooting from the field. They are able to get to the rim. They're able to get to the free throw line. They're able to hit their shots inside the arc while also shooting 43 and 36% respectively from beyond the arc. And I don't think you can change this. And what I mean by change this is that the Sixers have something cooking right now. The dynamic of that team of Maxi knowing his role offensively, Joel Embiid still cooking the MVP from last season. They know what they're doing right now. Nick Nurse has this team going in a good way. Would you want to mess up team chemistry and trade for Zach Levine? I don't know. They're a team rumored for him because maybe in the postseason they need a more accomplished third scorer on that roster. But at least for now, I don't know if you make this move and potentially hinder both Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. To close out today's Levine destinations, the last one, another team that's always been in the Zach Levine mentions, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers, and they are always going to be rumored for a star, and Levine has been flirting with the Lakers for some time now. Maybe it's not so much Levine flirting with LA, but it's more of them always being mentioned hand in hand, basically. But the Lakers absolutely need a more accomplished third score. Austin Reeves was moved to the bench in LA, and he has not been up to his standards of last year early in this season, only averaging about 14-15 a game with not so good efficiency. D'Lo has been a disappointment in that starting lineup. Gabe Vincent hasn't given you much either in LA. So do the Lakers cash in, bring in Levine to be that third option next to LeBron and AD. They certainly would use and would love and welcome in a person of Levine's caliber who can hit from beyond the arc usually. I know his numbers don't say it this year, but he is a good three-point shooter and get to the rack as well. I think it is something the Lakers would definitely want to do, and Rob Palinka, known for making moves, is definitely going to be working those phones. But let me know. Analyze it, if you will. What is the Lakers' biggest need? I lean as a third option scorer, a more consistent third scorer in that backcourt. But let me know if you agree or not. What is the Lakers' biggest need for them to get over the hump this season? That will do it for today's video. Appreciate you guys for tuning in throughout the entire video. If you want more ball talk, want more NBA analysis and breakdowns, follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Roloff. You will not regret it. Shout out to you guys, and I'll see you guys next time on NBA Now.